morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast. A week of misery for me. We're in the backup car. We're in. Hosted by Peter Ronas. Joining me tonight is Halil Mustafa. We're basically. Uh, maybe we're meant to do a live drive um, tonight. We're not going to say what. Yeah, we'll leave it. It's the car's healthy, but not for tonight. It just ran out of puff. So we'll save it for the next episode. But, but if you check Instagram, you will see, see what, it is. what it is. You'll see what it is. Lucky, we'll give it a clue. Lucky it wasn't raining tonight. But, mate, so we're back. The backup car came and got us. So your wife's C-Class came and picked us up. The wife's C-Class is... They don't call them German taxis for nothing. Mate, these things go forever. Solid steed. Has more standard features than a new Porsche. <laughs> and it was built in 2011. <laughs> Except for the power seats, but that's it. So right. it's got every other option but power seats. But it's got, no, it's got semi-power seats. So, yeah, look, it's the C-Class is a... It is a good car. It's their moneymaker. It's a, it's a good little car. The platform... And they, and they age well. They do. They look good. They, Even they, they age, get updated. They, they age better than a, than a three series. Oh yeah. Or, a, or, a, or an A4. Oh, or the A4. They just put on the photocopy and just sort of reduce the margins a bit, make it sort of lighter and longer. But now I've had a week of misery, mate. So not counting tonight. The uh, A35 got sick, and I've experienced roadside assistance with the Mercedes for the first time. And I knew the left front tyre was going. One, because my wife drove it like a four-wheel drive rally cross, and you can see where it's been hit. But the tyre pressures were coming down all week. So I drove it pretty much all weekend, then she took it. The minute she takes it, she rings me like five minutes later from like three blocks away, my tyre's flat. And because they're low profile, I went and rescued her. And because they're low profile, it, it doesn't look flat. You could still do 20k an hour. I took it to the servo. No air. There's, there, there, you couldn't see the hole, but you, you knew that the tyre was gone. So what I do, Hal, I rang the number on the sticker. That's what it's there for. And they took it to the nearest Mercedes dealer, so I knew I was going to get whacked for the tyres. I did my ring around. On average, it was about 70 bucks more. But luckily, the dealership they took it to, uh, we've got a good friend that works there. Um, so the car, I know, got looked after. So I was quite sort of happy about that. But it was just an ordeal, mate. It, it literally took... The shock I had when I opened the boot and found an, um, an amplifier in there. <laughs> and it didn't fit. <laughs> I unplugged the amplifier. I tried to put it on as a space saver. Try, you, try, you, yeah. try, you tried to uh, pump up the tyres with the bass? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I thought rectangles don't go around, so um, the only thing that could have made that funnier was uh, if Pump Up the Jam was playing on the um, radio. Well, <laughs> at least the battery was working at that car. But um, so it's just like you ring them up, you organise it. The towie comes in there, oh, nice bloke, takes the dealership. The dealership looked after me. They gave me a, a, a B class loan. I felt like Ross for the day. Um, it's just a pain in the ass, though. Where you know you could have just put on the spare tire and then dealt with it in your own time. It literally took four hours of my day. And in a country like Australia, um, having a one eight hundred number, okay, maybe the average Mercedes owner can't change a the tire. They're too old to change a the tire. I don't know how, but I'm, I'm going to make a confession now. 
I, I had a flat tire with the um, with um, the wife's car one morning. Yeah. Because I, I was I was going to use that, and um, I said to the wife, uh, "You're not going to work today, are you?" She goes, "No, I'm not. I'm working from home." So I said, uh, "Well, I'm calling roadside." She goes, "For what?" to change a tyre because I'm going to work I'm not going to spend an hour jacking the car up changing tyres get them to come over get them to change the tyre right? and then when I get home this afternoon I'll drive it to the tyre shop I'll get the puncture repaired they'll put the tyre back on this has got a spare yeah right this has got a, this has got a space saver space saver right? okay. so I did that and I got to the tyre shop and they repaired the, the tyre they repaired the puncture and they said, your car's done. And I went back to get the car. And I went back inside and I said, where's the tyre? They go, yeah, we repaired it. It's in the boot. Why don't you put my tyre back on the car and put the space saver back in? So they repaired the full size of tyre yeah, and the left full, it in your yeah, boot because yeah. the space saver was on. Yeah. Well, I, just, I, I drove the car here and I said, can you repair that tyre and, you know, get me going? But they didn't right. actually then, yeah, get you like, going properly. Charge, whatever, man. Just charge me another 10, 20 bucks or whatever. Just put the car yeah, yeah, on the water. Right. Like, just, just jack it up and put the tie back on. Right? Did they do it when you got there? No. <laughs> like, like, fucking seriously. Okay? Do, do you think I'm ever going back to that place? No. <laughs> no I'm not going back there because you... Mate, I don't care if it was 4.45 in the afternoon. You showed zero fucking initiative... To create a customer that's going to say, you know what? They did a good job. They did a good they job. They went beyond, above yeah. and beyond. You know, they put the tyre back on. Common sense. It's common sense. And you know what? Next time I need tyres, well, they might be 20 bucks more expensive or 30 bucks, but you know what? It's close to home. Yeah. But you know what? Mate, you're not cheaper. So I'm not coming back because you offered me no value add. Yeah, it's... And I was worried that... The way the world's going at the moment, I thought I wouldn't find tyres for this bloody car. So when Mercedes said they had them in stock, I didn't really hesitate. I mean, when you look at the value added, I didn't pay for the tow. I didn't pay for the loaner car. You didn't have to go wait at a tyre shop for two hours because that's what it would have yeah, taken you. Yeah, so if they had the tyre in stock as well, the, the place that I go to normally don't have tyres in stock. So, um, you know, I paid a little bit extra, but I got that value added. So... Yeah. Um, and they can service the car in the, in the coming future on the, on the corporate plan that I'm on. So there was a bit of, a bit of a downer when you see an amplifier in the space where, and I remind the A45 was similar. But what I, the point I was getting at, Hal, before you said your story, is that we're in Australia. We're in a big country. We're not Germany where you're five kilometres away from something yeah. with reception. Yeah. Like that 1-800 number ain't going to help you in the middle of nowhere heading out to Dubbo or wherever. So I... I Sort of, and I, I gave Mercedes a feedback in saying that we're Australia. It's I know it's, it's a weight saving and this and that. At the end of the day, um, there's a good chance where you will take the Merc interstate. And I've now realised I'm not taking the A35 on a long drive anymore. We took it out the country a couple of uh, episodes with the weekend driving crew, and you would have heard that episode. If we get a flat out there in the middle of nowhere, we're fucked. With no reception. Well, I think they sell you, they can sell you a spare, a temporary, like a space saver, and the kit was an option. And rip out the amp. Uh, no, you just sit in your boot. Oh, just like it's, it's yeah. there. Yeah. Like, you know, like, 
I'm sure it's an option somewhere. It's not on there. Otherwise, you need four cans of um, thing and hope that you don't shred a tire. But I think what they do, they look at who's buying these cars. Right, people are buying them. A lot of their driving is city driving. Right, uh, they may do the occasional, you know, trip. You know, an hour this way, an hour that yeah, way. Yeah. They're in civilization. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if they're in the rural areas, they're not using it to get from you know the farm to the city. You know, yeah. I I think that's where it, the, the way it's going. I'd probably check the CLS. I minded now to have a look at the CLS and see if that thing's got a spare. The A7's got a space saver. Yeah. My GDSR. The spare was an option. Really? Yeah, full size spare was an option. Did you get that option? Yeah, I did. Oh, you ticked every box. I ticked all of them. I ticked it. Reminded yes. us. Of I called that. We call. I call that the left CDs pack. Yeah. Okay. I think we've said this story where. Yes. Good old Jimbo, good listener, good friend of the show, won't come on. Basically, he bought an M3. Was it the E36? No. Uh, the one no, after yours. No, no, no. He bought a. Um, it doesn't matter what he bought. No, every, he bought an M3 and he had every... There was just two, one button missing from the row of buttons. Like, yeah. you know, when you don't option it up and it's a blank button. No. And it irked him so much that he bought another one the next year with that button. And you know what that missing button was? A rear blind screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, then he bought... Then he bought the... When the Porsche Cayman came out, he bought the Cayman, ticked every box, right? This thing was like... SIM card and all. This thing was nudging base 911 money now. <laughs> right? Okay? Then he goes and gets Porsche in Sydney to pretty much throw the GT3 suspension at it. Right? Okay? So this thing's now well like Carrera S territory. Right? So Jim could be the original Cayman GT4 creator. Porsche could have gone... This guy's on something. This guy's on something. Yes. But that was the left CDs pack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That missing button worked him for a year. Hi, sir. Would you like any uh, options? Uh, Yeah, just get the ruler and draw a line through it. And he was so lucky that he got his money back on that M3 because they were in such high demand. Yeah. There was a wait list for about 18 months. But, um, yeah, so that was the left CDs pack. Shout out to Jimbo. Um, He apparently got a new bike. Yes. So yes. that bike goes. It's a drag bike. They do drags now. These things. Oh, look, the bike. The bikes as one of the fastest production bikes on the planet. How fast would it do the quarter mile? Nine point six, they reckon. But and with not, with, not with Jim on it. <laughs> no, no, no. It does nine point six with the skinny Italian test rider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So yes. basically, I did challenge him to a race, and um, knowing that. Um, you know, my car goes 985, the bike will do 96, you know, Jim's three times the size of the test rider, <laughs> right, maybe four, right, you know. I don't know, do they allow bikes versus cars yeah, out on the track? Yeah, no, they don't care. They don't care? Yeah. As long as you no. go straight, you're not going to hurt straight. anyone. How are the drags? Drags are pretty good, hopefully we go back out tomorrow night and, um... We might do a new PB, so if we go a bit quicker, it's a little bit of trial and error at the moment. It's so is it back to normal since COVID's finished? Is there no, any, not really. Is there any differences? Like, are they... I mean, you're in your own car. It's not like you keep one and a half metres away. Uh, yeah, well, basically, you've got to be... Uh, you've got to check in and you've got to be double-vaxxed to get in there. Okay. Which is which is Standard. I, I just don't understand why you need to be double-vaxxed in an outdoor area. 
sitting in your own car? Well, sitting in your own car or in the crowd, because you don't need to be double vaxxed to go to a shopping centre. And it's it's not an event. It's like, not, it doesn't draw a crowd. Like it's uh, like a lot of this stuff. Uh, like it's not anti-vax. It's anti-stupid. It's you know you don't need to be double vaxxed to walk into a major shopping centre like Westfields or you know, Central or whatever. You don't need to be double vaxxed to go into Woolies or Coles in that centre. But the other retail stores, they want you to be double vaxxed. Yeah. Right? So that's... Or in the food court, you don't have to be double vaxxed. Right? And you can take your mask off. You can go to Eastern Creek and they use the line that because it's a government-owned facility, you have to be double vaxxed. But if you went to uh, Housing New South Wales or another state government place, uh, you don't have to be double vaxxed. And they're saying, oh, but you're going there because you have to go there and down Eastern Creek is a option. No one forced you to go there. Yeah, like, um, it's an event. I'm sure they're th- going to have to follow. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. I, I think there are certain things and certain decisions where logic, like not putting a spare tyre in a car going to Australia, <laughs> uh, gets thrown out the window. <laughs> Pretty much. I've, And I might save this for another episode, but I don't know if my week's going to go from bad to worse because I'm driving something tomorrow. I'm driving a Maserati Quattroporte. I've always wanted to drive the Italian Statesman. I am a limo driver for a wedding tomorrow. So um, we've got the QP4. I, uh, well, you're it up. Sport, with, you know the way you're sporting that beard, right? <laughs> if you if you put the clergyman's collar on, they'll think the priest is driving him to the wedding. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, mate. I could probably put the collar on. Uh, look like someone from the Vatican driving a. As the owner, Tommy was a four-door Ferrari. I don't think so, Chris. But anyway, but, yeah, but just make sure you're not taking the page boys because no one's putting them in the car with you. But I'll, I don't have page boys. <laughs> so basically, I'm yeah, I'm part of ferrying the, the the bride to the church, and then I'm escorting them to their photos, and then off to the reception. So that's my. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on the next podcast. It should be fun. I had sort of picked up the Maserati today. It's it's a it's a beast of a car though. It is. I mean, I remember when we drove the... Oh, so there's a really nice man, car drive. I know they get a bit of shellacking in the public, but you know what? It's a monster of a car. Yeah. Um, it feels smaller. For the limited time I had for it, I'm going to sort of drive its ass off tomorrow. I just sort of played with it today to get it washed and keep it clean for tomorrow. But it does feel like you're in a small car. It doesn't feel like a big car, but... Yeah. The, but the paddle shifts take up. They, they reminded me of like the Lancer, you know, the Evo X paddle shifts. Oh, the big ones. Yeah, these things are made yeah. out of carbon fibre, and they take up both sides. It's almost like you've got two steering wheels. Yeah. But the noise, it is an amazing car. Um, pretty comfortable. I didn't, I didn't really drive it in anger. I just sort of learnt it today, and then. Um, oh, it's a Luxo barge. Yeah, so, it's. Yeah. But I know the the, the fuel light came on. It's like, okay, thanks, Chris. I've got to fill it up. And it got to 135 bucks, and petrol was not that expensive today, so um, it's a thirsty bugger. But there'll be more on that coming up. So, unfortunately, our live drive is in a C250. This is a nice car. It's a nice car. It's a nice car. This car is so nice that I keep offering to buy my wife a new car, and she won't take me up on it. It's it's hard to get out of these cars. Like, I'm happy to get her another Mercedes. She doesn't I'm, want it. I'm happy to get her. I offered her an E class. Yeah, we looked at an E class. Right. Like, uh, uh, and we're talking a current E class. And of all things, uh, like, I offered her the sedan 
I, I really like the the um, the wagon. Yeah, the all-terrain. But, but the all-terrain wagon. And there's that not many thing, of those around. I mean, there's one for 68 grand. I know, it was 140 new. Mate, someone took a bath on that two years ago. But that, like, well, they've taken the bath, and I'm happy to, you know, take the rest of the bath water. But, but no, it won't go any lower, but, like, they're, they're fully loaded. And, and it had very low case, fully loaded, the panel roof, everything. I haven't told her. I said, it's got, you know, the, the rear barrier? You know, the barrier yeah. for between the, you know, for the boot? Yeah, the, between the, the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, it's got the barrier. I said, the kids piss you off enough, chuck them in the back. Chuck them in the back. And go over, and and go got, over roundabouts. Has it got the extra seats in the back? No. It's it's, it's purely a five-seater. Oh, yeah. But I said, like, you chuck them in the back and just jump over roundabouts and, like, give them a concussion on the way home. Not like the old 300 TD. We used to sit the jump seats backwards. We used to stare at the Yeah, so the kids the, uh, knew they were about to get hit by a bus. <laughs> but, no, like, the all-terrains, they're fully loaded. And even though it's an E220 diesel... That, that engine, I mean, compared to my CLS, that, those engines, they kick. They, I mean, you're not going to... It's gonna... a small... It's not... A... You know what? If, if it wasn't that, I really... I, I, I'm not a... I don't really want an SUV. Um, and I don't mind going for a drive with my mates and stuff out to, you know, some rural areas. Yeah. I don't really want an SUV, but you know what? If I don't find the right ute in the next six months, depending on what, you know... And the prices on the utes for you, not for your wife. Yeah, for me, right? Yeah. I would look at getting something like that as a as a daily and on the weekends. You know, you can get off the beaten track, because like the price of utes, the 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 manufacturers aren't budging. Basically, you're paying full freight retail. Whatever you get right? now, it's full freight. And a used one is like what you would have got a deal on a new one was. There's no such thing as a demo anymore. No. Right. So I'm not about to shell out seventy grand for a. You know, for a mediocre, a mediocre daily, like, and they're charging full freight for the Rangers, and they're and they're not. You can't they're, get enough. They're, they're a ten-year-old car. The new well, one, the new, the, all new ones out in the next couple of months, uh, early next year. There's a few other updates that have been done to the Hilux and so on. But at the end of the day, they're still agricultural. Yeah. You know, the Amarok is about the only one it drives like a car and that's older than the Ranger isn't it well it is but that's end of life now as well because the new Amarok is basically a rebadged Ranger now is that a cops? I don't know hope not I wasn't indicating <laughs> okay. but that's that's going to be the thing and you know what I really like driving my Audi I'm going to be sad to see it go getting a bit long in the tooth now. Yeah, it's getting on. It's going to you start know, giving you trouble. It's, six, it's going on seven. It's, well, six years old now. Right? It's going on seven. It's going to be out of warranty. It's yeah. done 150,000 kilometres. And you, that's your daily. You, it's I mean, you're on the daily, road every day. You know, do I go get an E220D all-terrain with 40,000 Ks and uh, drive it for another six years? Could you do it? It'd be comfortable. Could you do it? I think you could. I, I, I think I could, but... It just depends on what the Ute market does in the next six months. I'd, I'd get that over the Ute. You know, it's... I'd get that over the Ute. It's got room in the back. I can chuck a tow bar on it. You know, very comfortable car. Because the Ute's really a $40,000 car. It's mud and dressed up in yeah, land. that's right. Yeah. Where that Merc is a $100,000 That's right. It's a cruiser at the price of cheaper than a Ranger. Yeah. So, well, it's a tough one. I couldn't see you though, the daily station wagon, but you know what? Well, what Your kids do, are the, getting bigger You know, for too. the same money, you're just going to get a GLC 250. No. If you're lucky. Yeah, no, and they're smaller. The E-Class is like a size and a half above. So, 
We've got a few cars coming up as well. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the year. We're trying to get our hands on the i4 that Brad... Did Brad promise us the car, or did we just sort of put our foot in he the did, door? He did, but he was drinking at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was us putting the foot in the door. So we're going to try and get the i4 in the next couple of weeks. And I've also got a Mazda MX-30 lined up, the EV. Yeah, I want to, EV. I want, yeah, I want to drive that. So we've got that lined up from Mazda. So we've got a few cars coming up. We've got some of the fleet as well. Unfortunately, one of them fell sick tonight. So we'll uh, get that one Keep out. Keep an eye on Instagram. It's, go, it's a special. <laughs> it's a, it's special. a special. You're going to love it. It's a special. And it had even Hal had a go at it tonight, even though you're trying to clutch start it. It had that smell as well. That, How's that that's that for like I was 17 with P plates. Yeah. But there's another clue. <laughs> so there you go. All right. We've got some guests coming up too as well. If, uh, if you've got some questions, send us an email at alltalk at outlook.com.au. The guests are about importing cars. So that's uh, coming yeah. up in the next episode or two. Um, we've got some live drives. And I'm also. We will take the GDSR out for a live drive. And I'm also sneaking overseas for a business trip but I'm also trying to line up an overseas interview Ross will get excited I haven't got an email back let's not spoil it let's not spoil it yeah. I, you know what I reckon you should do just, you, just you run up do, to the factory you should do a live drive with a Greek taxi driver yeah I just, just <laughs> yeah but they don't speak English or find one that speaks English no they probably speak Albanian or Macedonian <laughs> so follow us on Instagram <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Uh, there goes another 3% of our uh, listeners. We've just lost that one Macedonian. And it probably wasn't a female either. <laughs> if it was a female, there goes all our female audience. So um, thank you for listening. Download us and wherever you hear your podcast. Rate us, us. Rate us, review us, email us your questions with importing cars. And bye for now.